0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. D W proof. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love, Radio. Well, good morning, folks, and I hope everyone is having a phenomenal day. As you can tell, finally, my voice is getting back into shape. Maybe that's just because my family's back in town. But uh, what a day yesterday brought. Uh, man, I had... Uh, I talked to all three of my boys yesterday, which is always fun. Every one of them have a different personality, going through different things in life. You know, it's funny. You raise them, and then they go on their own. And some of them go on their own early. Josh was was basically 15, 16, and decided I can rule the world. JT was in his 20s. Dalton was in his teens. And they all roll in a different direction with different personalities over the weekend, it we came to a uh, i just came to a come to jesus meeting sort of with them and said you know what you you JT and Dalton or JT and Josh I said you're adults you got to you got to get on your own you got to roll and uh, man it was amazing you know Josh he, his personality is is one of uh, fast and furious you know is what it, it's like he gets anything changed. he's kind of like me in that aspect i don't like change especially spur of the moment and in this case, it was probably you know a good 48-hour notice, and I wanted him to find a place and roll. And you know what he did? He, he got his butt off, he jumped off and found a place over in Fort Walton Beach that's uh, reasonably priced, and came by yesterday to get some sheets and some bedding and stuff till next payday. But uh, rock J.T. did the same thing, you know, so sometimes you've got to push the eagles out of the nest, so sort of to speak, to get them out there and to act. You know, sometimes we sit around and we dream about what we want and we never take the first step and at other times it takes a little bit of a push. I've studied Eagles my whole life. I, I'm I'm just it it started probably back when I was a kid and we went to the Rocky Mountains and I got to see the the power of the Eagles and then I just kept following through with that and as a patriot I you know, obviously the American Eagle is is our symbol of strength, but it was fun to see how each of these kids have turned out. I'm not always, not always proud of the actions, but I am, I'm definitely proud of my children as a whole. And, uh, man, it was, a, it was a group effort, trust me, raising these kids, me, Paige, grandparents. Uh, you can't go wrong. But today, all accomplishments start with one swift action. And that's why I shared a little bit of commentary on my boys. In this case, I made the swift action they had to follow through with their own swift action. And even though they didn't like it, even though it didn't feel good, they pushed through it, they made it happen. And that's what it takes. Chris starts off today's chapter. Action is the beginning of accomplishment. Without it, you only have wasted dreams and good intentions. And I thought of a of a successories picture that I saw once that said some people dream about what they want while others make it happen. And I thought about my endeavor that next month I'm launching the advocates and I'm the website and all of the initiatives that I'm doing and the the foundational work I've been working on for the last year and a half and and over the last ninety days really the the, the work that Richard Brooke has sunk into me as a mentor, as a as a person. You know, I, I thought about Richard during this chapter because Richard pushes you with swift action. But here's something else about Richard and we're gonna he reminds me in in principle of the of the old man in this story that Chris is writing about because When Richard decides that you're a person that he wants to grow a relationship with, with him it's not about business or personal life. It's about a relationship. And when he invests in your life like that, it makes you feel like you're the only person that he probably focuses on when the reality is he has many students that he has said, I think you can be somebody. And I thought, man, this is is neat to see in my own life. And I think when we wake our eyes up sometimes, we see things happening. And as we left off yesterday, the old man and Thomas were in the workshop. They were, they were watching, getting ready to watch a craftsman at work. And today, as they're sitting there, out of the corner of his eye, the old man sees a young man, an apprentice, that's getting ready to cut a fresh piece of marble. And he says, excuse me. But are you about to start working on this?" And he said, "Yes, sir, I am." And he said, "Do you mind if we just watch?" And he said, "No, not at all." And as they reached the workbench where the young artist had picked up a largest chisel, or larger chisel, positioned it carefully on the marble, Thomas was amazed, as with one swift action, the blow hit the chisel and took off a piece of the marble the old man looked at the young apprentice and said what will this be when it's finished oh i'm hoping it'll become a lion the artist said the old man said it will it will be beautiful it'll take some detail to make it work but I, and i hope you're good and the, the young apprentice said oh i'm good sir he said smiling the old man said, we don't want to bother you, and they walked off a little ways, and as they got about seven or eight feet away from the desk, the the workbench, Thomas asked, is that our lesson? And the old man stopped and replied, and he said, Thomas, what you just saw was one of the most simple yet profound lessons any human can ever learn. In fact, many people live in... Prisons of foregone dreams because they do not learn the lesson we just saw. Do you know what that is? Honestly, Thomas was just baffled. He he thought about it and he said, "Well, I can't imagine what profound lesson I just I just learned. i I'm, I was watching him for about twenty seconds. He said, I, "I'm I'm sorry. You're just going to have to share it with me." The old man smiled. He said, "This is one of." This one is so simple that many people just don't see it. You're not alone. Yet is it extremely important? He said, Thomas, here it is. Every successful endeavor begins with one swift action. Man, I thought back in my own life. Paige had broken up with me. I'd... Kind of gone out with a little gal throughout the, the end of the summer. She'd gone back to school and was dating some guys in her own local town. The economy sucked. It's 1982. Best job I could find was cutting chicken pieces at a KFC restaurant. I thought, man, there's got to be freaking more to life than this. You know, I'm a senior in high school. I've got more credits than I need. I can leave anytime I want. I'm already blowing off the last class of the day because it's just a study hall and I have nothing to study. I got up on a Saturday morning and I said to my dad, I'm going to join the Marine Corps and I need you to sign off on it. Unlike a lot of people that join the service and then they wait till graduation, join the service and then they they do their thing in less than a week's time I was on a bus and out of town as soon as I could get all the the testing done, the physical done boom, and on January 13th 1982 I entered boot camp for the first time one swift action, one decisive moment changed my life forever But something else that I want to look at here for a second. Now, Chris doesn't write about this in this book. But I think it's very, very important that we look at this. See, Chris says, all accomplishment starts with one swift action. And something that I want to let you ponder on until tomorrow as we go through this chapter is, when you don't act on a dream... That indecision in and of itself was an action. Now think about that. And as we go through this chapter, I think you're going to understand what I'm saying here and why this is so important to what Chris is saying. See, you cannot use an excuse. You need to understand this. And we're going to go through this. See, when When the old man looked at Thomas and said, "It's so simple, but most people don't see it. He's right. See, we just sit there for a minute. We don't make an action. We don't do anything. Think about this for a minute. How many people do you know who who you've heard throughout your life has a dream? your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister? I have a cousin. I'll use this as an example. i got a lot of cousins. This one, her name's Shirley Groves. Today on Facebook, she puts up a message. And it's a very negative message, period, plain and simple. So I know she's going through something in her life. And it says, I'm going to prove to a point that, basically, and this is me summarizing it, that, that I don't have any friends because if you're my friend, then you will reach out and tell me you're my friend, and you will you will put this message up on your Facebook, and you will share it. Now, she had several comments, so I looked, and most people were saying, well, I'm on my smartphone, and there's no way to share it, but I'm your friend. I would listen. I would love you. Her kids. And I sat there for a long moment, and I wrote one little phrase. I've always been here. All you have to do is reach out. And I put an ellipsis, you know, that little dot, dot, dot. I learned that fancy word from my wife, who's an author. And said, ask Pauline. She learned this a long time ago. Who's another cousin? See, one swift action. Not not an excuse, not a whiny attitude. One swift action. And I know my cousin has had a, a rough life. But I also know some of her siblings have gone on to be very successful in their own careers, in their own life. Now, I'm not talking about financially successful per se, but I'm talking about a, a, rich, a richly infilled life. See, we all have this opportunity, and that's what Chris is talking about here. How many people do you know that have shared with you those dreams, but yet only a small percentage actually live their dreams? It's like that old phrase, That old question, are you making a living or are you making a life? See, when you analyze this out and you start to look at it, and you say, am I pursuing my dreams? Am I pursuing my passion? If the answer is no, then you need to look and say, why? What is holding me back? God created us as dreamers. God created men as conquerors as as go out there. He created women as nurturers and they they dream of leaving legacies behind. When you bring a visionary woman and a visionary man together, you end up with six kids and countless grandkids. It's amazing what people can do when they dream. Why is it that very few start? See, therein lies the problem, as Chris writes in here. One small, swift action can make the difference on whether you're successful or not. Thomas, in this this story, is, is on a quest to find himself. Because life just sucks to him. And now, for the very first time, he's able to go on. He's able to to do something, but he's got to take action. And truly, that's exactly what the old man's talking about in here. So why is it that most people don't start? You know, the old man looked at him and said, why? Why is it that people don't start after their dreams? Thomas said I'm not sure. I think there's probably a a number of reasons, but I don't I don't know them all. The old man said, "Here's what I think. I think the number one reason is that they never give their dreams enough thought to actually bring them to a place of action. They're fleeting dreams, fleeting moments." Still, another is that they are so involved in what they're currently doing they cannot start on their dreams. I mean, think about this you go to school you you invest the money now you've got these loans hundred thousand dollar loans now you're with the company, you've got a car, you've got benefits, you got a wife, you got kids, you can't quit you can't even afford to stop and 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 do anything that you want to do. You got kids in private school taking piano lessons do you really think a guy would quit his job? And Thomas, he said, no, but you know, the funny thing is you mentioned you mentioned a piano, and I always wanted to take piano. The old man looked at him and said, before we go there, I want to say that, Thomas, I think the number one reason that people never fulfill the destiny, their dreams, is out of fear. Thomas said, i would never thought of it that way, but fear of what? He said, fear of everything. Fear of the unknown, fear of the, the fact that you could fail, fear that people might make fun of you. He said, let's look at you, Thomas. Why did you never fulfill going after your creative side? He said, well, I was afraid my dad would think I was an idiot or that he might be right or, or that I would fail. He said, fear is what paralyzes most people from ever starting after what they want some are afraid of failing others are afraid of not being able to provide for their families others are afraid of losing their reputation some are just afraid of succeeding He said why would anybody fear be afraid of succeeding he said they're afraid they won't be able to perform at a specific level. They're afraid the responsibility that power and wealth may bring may make them a different person. And eventually they become afraid of falling from a higher, much higher level. It's easier to drop when you're one foot off the ground than 30 feet off the ground. Fear is the most paralyzing factor of life. There's Bible stories, you know, where great, great men of God would go out and do a miraculous things, and then they'd get scared of one small incident. Fear is paralyzing. Thomas sat there, and he goes, you know, now that you bring that up, and we go back to the piano lessons, I think I understand why, what you're talking about. He said, why? And he goes, because I was scared. He said, I was scared of not being talented enough to actually play. I was scared of what my dad would think of me if I was playing the piano like a sissy. I just never wanted to deal with that. My dad really didn't care what I played. So that was never an issue with me. But I'll tell you what was an issue. My dad was the toughest individual I ever knew. I'm talking about mean. He's probably had a mean streak in him too. But I'm talking about Tough, a pain tolerance that was higher than anybody's ever seen. He came from a family of fighters, of conquerors. My great-grandpa was the undefeated Midwestern champion in the blacksmith's boxing circuit. If you ever, if you ever saw those uh, Clint Eastwood movies, "Ever Which Way But Loose," that's what my my great-grandpa did. He was a boxer, bare knuckle boxer, never lost. I remember in school one time, I'd done something stupid. It wasn't anybody's fault but my own, but this old boy wanted to kick my butt. And it wasn't that I was afraid of people, never have had that issue. I was afraid that I might hurt other people. Now, that I am worried about because when I break at a certain level, it's just not a good thing. But I knew in this case that I had done something wrong. And I remember coming home a couple times and talking to Dad, and he says, boy, you just got to take care of it. And I didn't want to hear those words. I wanted him to take care of it. And then deep inside, I started realizing, man, I'm afraid this guy kicked my butt. And then i got to face Dad again, and he's going to say, why the heck did he kick your butt? You know, so I, I could relate to Thomas on a different level as a, as a, as a son-father type deal, because we go through this. I know a lot of what I've done in life in my early years was to prove something to my dad. To prove that I could. See, and and, and that in and of itself is a type of fear. You're afraid that if you don't prove something, then he may not be proud of you. See, we can all go through this. I'm sure women go through this too. So as you look at this, you need to start analyzing what is it that you're scared of. Fear is not something that you need to be ashamed of. Everybody has it to one degree or another. But what you need to do is be able to open up and look at what it is in your life that is holding you back from making that decision. Remember what I said earlier on in this chapter. Indecision is a decision. So even if you're not making a a swift action to start after your dreams, that means that you've made the decision not to go after the dreams. No matter what it is that caused you to make the decision, your freedom of choice caused you to stop. And you may be saying, Troy, you and this old man and, and Chris just don't understand. And I would say, yes, I do. But I can also show you stories throughout history where fear did not paralyze people from fulfilling their dreams the dream of free, freedom in a concentration camp, the dream of freedom from tyranny. The freedom of exploration to go across the unknown in the wilderness we now call America. The freedom to fight for independence. See, when you look at this, you realize you got a choice to make. I could have gone through life dreaming of being married to Paige. Or I could come to the conclusion that somebody needs to ask somebody to marry them. What about your job? What about network marketing? See, let me talk to networkers for the last few minutes of the show. In most cases, you made the first swift action. You said yes at an opportunity meeting, yes after a three-way call, yes on the Internet. You signed the agreement. You ordered your your, your distributor kit. You even signed up for AutoShip. But then something else might have paralyzed you, and you didn't want to talk about it. You became fearful. All of a sudden, the fear welled up. You took the first steps, but then you let fear grab a hold, and you decided not to talk to anybody about it. And what happens? That fear, one more time, ultimately led you back to inaction, to where you fear like there's a lack of accomplishment. And What happens? You don't want people looking at you saying you failed. So you you say, well, it was this. It was the company's fault. It was my upline's fault. The product didn't work. Compensation plan sucked. I, it was bad timing, whatever the case. Look deep inside today. Analyze where you're at. You know... If we put this story in context of Michelangelo, we look back at the at the story and we realize other great artists were commissioned to take the piece of marble that became the giant, the statue of David, a one-of-a-kind even today. What would have happened if Michelangelo would have said, well, none of these other artists could do it so I probably can't do it either. Would Michelangelo be the man that he is today in history? Would he have been one of the Ninja Turtles? Think about it. Would people want to name their their son Michelangelo? I mean, you don't see anybody naming their daughters Jezebel. So think about this for a second. What if he had not done it in the old man's case, he'd have had no lessons to give to Thomas. In Chris's case, Chris wouldn't even have a book to write, and I wouldn't have a radio show to do. See how one man's action centuries ago led you to here today because you wouldn't even have a radio show to listen to had Michelangelo not taken the first step, the first action, taken the chisel and the hammer, and said, Yes, I can do this. If he had not seen the angel inside, he would not be the man he is. And we would not be on this show today. As I was doing this show I thought I thought of a story that I have fallen in love with of one man who made a conscious decision. To fulfill one act of mercy. In the story, the story that I love the most is not the ultimate action, actually. The part of the story that I love the most is where Jesus Christ is in the garden. And the Bible says he's praying. To the Father, is there any way this cup can pass from me? Is there any other way? See, it's not that he didn't know he had to take one swift action. It was the fact that he didn't like the action that he was going to have to take. And as I studied Chris's chapter, and, and, and look, you guys know, I don't, I don't want to go down some big spiritual journey, but this is for me. This is what this chapter meant to me. As I thought about this, I thought how many actions do we need to take for the betterment of those around us that we may not want to take, a sacrificial action to help everybody else reach their dreams including us. I thought about that. I would love to to be like the Waltons and have my family all under one big roof and or be like Dallas or some of these other where everybody lives together you know, unhappily ever after. But over the weekend, after long prayer and frustrations, I had to make a decision. See, not all the time when you want to reach your dreams will that one swift action always not be painful, especially if you're trying to conquer fear in the face. So as I read through this chapter, as I came to the close, I thought, Here was Jesus, so emotionally distraught, he was sweating blood. And if you think, well, that was weird, Troy, you can't do that. There's scientific evidence that shows you can. So I'm sitting there watching and listening, and and in my mind I'm visualizing that if I want to reach my dreams and goals, I have to be able to take swift action sometimes that may not be comfortable, that may push me out of my comfort zone that may piss people off, may hurt people in the short term, but allow them grow, allow me and them to grow past our discomfort zone. I love this book. I would never have dreamed that such a small book could have such an impact in my life to cause me to think. I'm looking so forward to reading Chris's other books, but this book right here, I believe could be a book everybody should buy. You can go to Amazon and get it, 9.99. You can go to chriswidener.com and get it. I'm blown away. I am truly blown away at the magnitude of this book in such a simplistic format. Not since reading my my Bible, my Proverbs especially, have I seen such common sense put in the pages of of a of book. And I mean, you're you're going to find that the part of this book that we actually read is only 94 pages long. That's the crazy part. But it's it's great. Tomorrow, embracing stages of chipping, sculpting, sanding, and polishing to reach that angel inside. Live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here tomorrow with me for RealMentorsRadio.com. With Lucky Land plus you can get lucky just about anywhere.